Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Warhol. Wow. <laughs> So you're born in Chicago, or? Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago. And are your parents from there? My mom is from Chicago. My pops was born in Minnesota, but he moved moved to to, mm. to, to the A L M. Yeah. And for your yeah, and for your grandfather being a painter, like what kind of painting did he do? Oh yeah, my grandpa, he he like. He was a uh, he he a Vietnam War vet, so he oh. like painted like a lot of like Vietnam War shit. Now mm. he got like paintings in the um, in the Vietnam War vet museum in Chicago. Oh wow! What's his yeah. name? William Miles. Okay, yeah. you can find it. They, they can find his stuff online. Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> William Miles Senior, M Y L E S. Yeah. Did he teach you painting? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I did my first painting when I was like two. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it? Like a, it looked like an abstract fish on some funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been painting since then? Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of stopped, but like I started back type shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff? Um, I was just like, I was like drawing like comic book, comic books for like for like a little second, but um, it was really art type shit, like contemporary shit, abstract oh. shit. Do you have any favorite painters? Um, Van Gogh. Man, Van Gogh was too hard. I mean, cut his ear off and nice. Yeah. Uh, and the Picasso. <laughs> what's good. up? Good. Wow. What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> LA lifestyle yeah. for life. Yeah, this is wow. <laughs> now, but yeah, Picasso. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Pretty Kahlo. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's awesome. One of my favorite, like, current pieces and shit is, like, from Murakami. Oh. Takashi you know, Murakami. Yeah. Um, he got crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. How about for your mom being a fashion designer? Did she have her own label or was she working for a company? My mom was, like, always doing, like, custom shit. Hands, hand, done shit, like, cutting so stitching all that shit what was the style like um she had like a million different styles honestly like she would do like wedding dresses prom oh. dresses she did like men's suits and like when i started like when i was growing up i was like telling her like you know you gotta keep up with the youth so yeah. she started like doing jeans and like you know different shit that i would wear and all that. <laughs> so cool <laughs> how about your dad uh my pops is uh, his name was Street Nigga. Uh, he went to Morehouse, but I think, I think my pops graduated, he dropped out. Mm. I think my pops dropped out. And um, after he dropped out, he he went to jail for like a little period of time. Then he got out, he had me, and he went back to jail. Mm. Then he got out, but when he got out, next time, I think he went back like one more time, but like after that, he didn't go back. So, like, my pops was like with me since the end time. Mm-hmm. 
Did you but always? He like yeah. always been like a part of my life. Mm. Did you always know that you were gonna have a creative career? Uh yeah, cause my pops was like, my pops whole like mindset was like, get what you need, then get the fuck out. And my mom's like, she went to a fashion school when she dropped out of her regular school. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and my grandpa, my grandpa taught for 30 years, but he taught like, he taught art classes, and, like black art classes and shit, and shit like, like that. You know what I mean? So it was just, like, I just knew, and my grandparents like had hella art in, in, in their crib and shit, so. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? Uh, back then I was just in, I was like into a lot of shit. Just like you know, I just try new shit. You feel me? I try master one thing and move on to the next thing. Like I was never, I never stuck to one. I only stuck to I think like two things my whole life. That was basketball and then um music. Mm. I stuck to to art for like. Yeah, I stuck to, to, to art, drawing, and painting for like a, a good, you know, like portion of time. But I put the most energy into music and basketball. Were you really competitive in basketball? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, against other schools I, and everything. So when I was in middle school, my boy Marquise, you know, shout out to Marquise in Minnesota. He, um, he was dumb for basketball. So he, he was like, be playing me and shit. I be getting my ass whooped. <laughs> you feel me? It came to like a certain time. I was like, I'm not going for it no more. Like, I'm not going for it. <laughs> and then, you know, me and him just started, you know, going at it, going back and forth. And then I went back to, to uh, Chicago after the summertime. And then when it was time for school to start, I was on that. I was feeling, I was hoping, damn it, every day. Oh, wow. All the time, you know, morning, night. To hooping whenever I could. Did you think it could be your career? Um, for a second, but it was like the odds of me making it in the NBA is slimmer than me being a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was gonna be be a rapper. Like that yeah. was just some, you know like spontaneous. Mm -hmm. I wasn't stubborn, but like when I knew what the fuck I was talking about, I wouldn't. I wasn't budget. You hear me? Like so, it was just like people were trying and persuade me to do certain things certain times and I'd be like hell no until I felt like I was ready to do that mm -hmm. shit you know? but um I was ambitious I was real ambitious like I felt like everything could always be done better like I would get good at something and then be like alright I got to do this shit better mm -hmm. but, like you know I get better at some shit now like, you know I got it even better you know I was that was me. Yeah. And what clicked to you to start selling shoes? Um, when I was selling shoes in high school, it was pretty much because, like, my mama couldn't buy me everything. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, my mama, you know, ain't have it like that. My pops didn't, didn't, didn't either. So it was like, you either going to stack a star, you going to figure out what you need to do to get what you need or get what you want, you feel me? You just gonna, you know, do what you gotta do to get it, pretty, pretty much. So, mm -hmm. it was like, I'd be hitting little come-ups here and there. Like, I had, like, pair of shoes that I probably got for, like, $100, $200. Sometimes then they're free. You know, clean, clean them hoes up, flip them. Mm -hmm. 
the flip, and then like if that was like rare shoes, motherfuckers in Chicago was really like in the shoes. So I'd probably flip them for like four, five, six hundred. Oh wow. But like I'm flipping six pair of shoes at six hundred piece. Yeah. And I'm in high school. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Did you have anyone to teach you? I mean, that's kind of like you're being an entrepreneur, like your own business. Yeah, yeah. I had nobody to teach me. Most of the shit that I did in life, I had nobody to teach me. Mm -hmm. It was just like, you know, got to get some shit about the mud. Yeah. You know, like, if, if you really want to do this shit, you're going to put in the time to figure out what you need to do. Looking back, do you think those skills translated into your music career now, like the entrepreneurial Hell skills? Yeah. Cause ain't nobody teach me how to get to this point. Yeah. You feel me? Like I'm just now learning shit now. You feel me? Like, like I'm learning about shit that's really like not in my hands. It's just something that somebody else is doing, but I, I still like want to know it. You feel me? Because you know it got something to do with me. Period. Mhm. Mm so, pretty much, like, if I didn't have them skills when I was younger. I probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of shit that like, I do now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you know, it's some people that's my age that still be sheltered, you know, and they don't know what to do, you know. Mm -hmm. I was out porch when I was, like, 13. I'm not playing no game. <laughs> For music, like, how old were you when you started making your own stuff? Um, I think I was, like, a senior in high school when I got serious. Like when I when I moved to the A and I was like really out there, I got like real serious with it. Cause that was like in Atlanta, you know, that's where everybody, you know, that's where all the best music come out of. So I was out there with my folks, you know, my people. And my pops would just point me in you know, different directions. Like he ain't point me too much in the right direction, but like he'll be like, ah right, look, if you wanna do this, you should go fuck with them people. Oh, so how did your dad know those people? Um, he didn't necessarily know them, but it, it was just like, you should be around those types of people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. not necessarily them people in specific, but... Yeah. You know, so it was just like, you know, I had to take the little shit that he was teaching me and think about it, you know, deep enough to where I could apply it mm -hmm. and, like, really, you know... Do what I needed to do, honestly. Yeah. How did you find or meet those people? Because you were doing the ciphers, right? Um, somewhat, yeah. Somewhat. Um, when I was in Chicago, like, they had the little ciphers and shit. Um, with chance, you know, all the same money folks. When they was coming up and all that. I would just be around, like, you know, just to, you know, see, see what was going on. Mm -hmm. Cause it was like, I, know, I was into that shit. Yeah. Did you yeah. have a name before Warhol? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my name was Daddy G. This shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> Is this stuff online? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're gonna I doubt it. I doubt it. But like, that shit funny as hell. Once I changed it to Warhol, I changed it to nothing else. It was, it was, it was just Warhol. Yeah. And then how are you putting your music out there? Like, how long did it take until you got some momentum with your music? It really didn't take me long, Yeah, like six, like weird. six months or something. Yeah, it was like five, six months into me rapping. I'm sorry, no. It was like five, six months into me rapping. Mm-hmm, or we can go straight. And it was just like, it was like, it was lit. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't super lit, but like, it was 
lit enough to where I would get plays, you know. Was it, how did you, was it because of your previous connections or? Um, I really don't know. It could be that. It, it, I mean, really what started my whole wave was like the Speed Racer video. Because mm. after that video, like, I was just known for having the crazy visuals and having the crazy, the crazy videos that couldn't nobody top. Yeah. You know, I was always coming out with some new shit. Always coming out with some, with some shit to like surprise people. You know? mm -hmm. And if you keep hearing folks with the element of a, a surprise, they don't, they don't know what you're gonna do next. Yeah. How did you meet Cole Bennett? I met Cole through my boy Jake in Chicago. Um, he introduced me to him. Like, I think when I made Speed Racing, and he, like, my my boy Jake was just having me, you know, like. This one, the hottest in Chicago, you know, but he, he was coming up at, mm -hmm. at other times. So it was just like, yeah, you know, you should work with him. And it's my close friend, you know, somebody that I've, I've been knowing for like a little minute. So I was like, all right, you know, link me up with him. Mm -hmm. we, we linked up. Ever since we linked up that one day, sat down, had that little meeting. That was my brother. <laughs> Did he already have a management by then, or a team, or anyone? Cole was my management. Oh. That's how that started. Yeah. Cole was my management. Did you have any mentors or people you could talk to for advice? Um, Twister was trying to sign me for like a cool mo moment, so I would already be talking to Twister. My boy Son uh, Sonny Woods. Sonny Woods the reason why Twister was trying to sign me. That's, you know, just one one of the Chicago legends that I was out as the like executive producing things, being him. Um, what other mentor? I had my granddaddy. <laughs> you know, my grandpa was the one that told me to drop out of school. Mm -hmm. My grandpa, the one that taught, was the one that told me to drop out. You know, he, yeah. he was like, You, I've never seen nobody have this type of buzz this quick and this young, so yeah, you should just pursue the shit. <laughs> Did you ever feel like it was weird that you got big so quickly? Like people spent years and you just kind of like... Did it ever feel surreal or did you have... Yeah, it, it felt a little weird because I was still finding my sound. Yeah. Like I didn't even know who I was yet, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers was just like placing labels on me. Like, on what type of rapper I was or what type of nigga I was. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I just started rapping at y'all. What the fuck I'm doing? You didn't that shit with your hip. That's so cool, though. <laughs> and then right after that song, were record labels like reaching out? Yeah, but when the labels was like reaching out, I just like, I kept the, 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 the like mindset of these folk don't need you. So, to them, you kind of disposable, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, it was just, just like, I wasn't trying to really, like, rock with too many folks, because, you know, it was just like, they, they could be on anything, you know what I mean? They could be fucking with, with people that I don't fuck with, or like, they could, you know, have ulterior motives, all types of shit, but it was just like, you know, I'll work with it. <laughs> but how did you think of that? I feel like at such a young age, like most people would be like, oh, like I just want to get signed, like I want to get money and stuff. 
I mean, I seen the big picture, like, at a young, as a, as a shorty, I always, my people always was, like, talking to me about the bigger picture, big picture, so it was just like, alright, what is the, what does that really mean, so I, like, when I was getting offered by labels and shit, it was just like, hmm, what can I do with this info that they gave me when I didn't get it, mm. where can I apply, apply it now? Yeah. What's up, buddy? <laughs> what kind of stuff did they tell you? Nah, they was just, just like, you need to focus on the bigger picture. Mm. Not everything's as small or as big as you think it is. Some things may may be the full picture. Some things may be just a piece of the pie, you hear me? Mm-hmm. So, it was like, I took that real serious. Mm -hmm. So, I started, you know, applying that to, you know, my, my, my daily skills, you know, what I do on a daily basis, so. I was just trying to make sure I didn't sell myself too short or think of myself too big. Mm. Yeah. And since then, you still haven't signed? Um, nah. Still on my independent shit. I got a distribution with, yeah. with um, the Empire. Shout out to them. But I really just was on some like, until somebody come at me with the right deal, you feel me? Then I'm straight. Because mm -hmm. it was just a whole lot of like, those deals getting thrown, but a lot of the folks that I knew that signed their deal had to end up renegotiating their deal after they got big. Yeah, so yeah. true. How did you meet Rich, Rich the Kid? Uh, I met Rich through Dex. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Dex um, introduced me to Rich one time. You know, he's like, yeah, it's my CEO, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I was just talking to him, I was just rocking with him. I was like, so you cool now. How about next? At Dex, how did you meet him? I met Dex through Cole. Like Cole was, um, Cole was like just giving me plenty of little, you know, connections and shit. So he, he plugged plugged that down in quick. Yeah. You know, like he plugged that shit in, and I think I went to I went to uh to the studio with him probably like a week after, or like matter of fact, no, it was probably I think two days after oh, actually. Wow. You know, Dex was just, he a real loving nigga, you feel me? He, mm -hmm. he be showing love to everybody that show love to him, you know. How did he meet Val? I met Val through my nigga Uno. My nigga Uno, um, I met Uno in the in in A when I first first started rapping. That oh, was wow. one of the first niggas I was like, yeah, keep doing this shit. So, <laughs> um, and Val managed Uno, so... That kind of like, you know, that was just a plug-in, plug-in connection mm -hmm. touch. What are your inspirations behind chest pain? Um, honestly, my inspirations, like, with chest pains was just to come with some sounds these folks ain't heard from me type shit. You know, like, everybody can continue what they did because they feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But sometimes, what shit get old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, shit be getting old, especially to the person that's making it, right? You gotta continue to evolve yourself to not get bored with something like, like Me, I can't just continue to do one thing and expect the same outcome. Like, like, that's the definition of being crazy. Doing the same thing, expecting the same outcome. I mean, expecting a, a different outcome, mm -hmm. you feel me? So it's like, how can you keep making the same music and just expect that shit to blow up on this? Yeah. Like, yes, my shit blew up, but I'm trying to 
go past what I did. Mm -hmm. Elevation is everything. What are your inspirations behind your fashion style? Um, it's a mix of streetwear and uh, or and anyone high you look up to. Um, let's see. I think Rocky got a good style. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely one person that inspired me to put streetwear shit on. Uh, Rocky had me looking at a whole bunch of different brands and shit. But um, you got Rocky. In terms of fashion, you know about Dapper Dan? Yeah. Nigga from Harlem. Yeah, that nigga was was the nigga that uh that made me start fucking with the hot fashion. Dapper Dan, nigga. <laughs> hey, my pop put me on that. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I was like watching his shit. With all the suits and shit, that man was dripping crazy. Right. <laughs> Him, um, in terms of the crazy, crazy drip, like off the wall fits, like. That man thug was like putting on anything. <laughs> but like, the shit was going viral, so it's like you can't really tell him shit. You can't really be like, what the fuck is you wearing? <laughs> all these folks copying the man. You feel me? Yeah. But, um, Skepta. Mm, so cool. Theophilus London. Theophilus, I remember I, I like. I had a convo with him when I like first first started rapping type shit like on like Twitter type shit. Wow. But I think I I, I I like met him like a couple months ago. And it was like I ain't mentioned the conversation because I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny as hell. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made? There's a bunch of different shit. Like I got different vibes. I mean, like I'm just coming with different shit. Mm -hmm. How about the content? The content? Yeah. Um, it's different subject matters. It's different like flows, different melodies, like it's all types of shit. Mm -hmm. Just trying to you feel me. Um, I'm trying to evolve as an artist, evolve as a person. You feel me? Like I'm still young. So to me, my fans growing with me is you know one of the best things for me like i'm gonna continue to get new fans but those that stuck with me since, since i was i was younger them is the ones gonna be the most proud of me because mm -hmm. i grew with them shit they they was fucking with the music that, that I, I was making then i don't even like that shit it's <laughs> 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 crazy so gotta pay homage gotta show her mm -hmm. gotta you know show love to folks how do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? As a person? Yeah. I do way less bullshit. Um, I take things seriously. Like, I don't think everything play play. Because I used to just be like nonchalant everything. I mean, like, I am now, but I'm more nonchalant serious type shit. Mm -hmm. Like, if it don't mean shit to me, I'll be nonchalant with it. But if it means something to me, I'll be pretty serious with it. What was the turning point for that? They decided to take things more seriously. Um, I think I like have beat some nigga up out here. And I'm like that shit went viral. <laughs> and Bullfuckers was like, "Bro, you famous. You can't keep beating niggas up." Mind you, I'm fresh. Like I'm 19. Like fresh turn 20 type type mm -hmm. shit when that shit happens. Like last year, and like people just telling me like, "Bro." Famous people look at you as a puppy figure. You can't be on here beating be niggas yeah. up on camera and they're going viral. And me, I was still in my little Chicago mindset. I'm like, man, what the fuck is that? I'm talking about I'm famous. 
Yeah, turn up. <laughs> you know, shit got serious. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in life? Biggest challenges? Um. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like I ran into like a lot of challenges like that. Hmm. Like, I just be trying to find new ways to flip shit. Yeah, really like positive. Evolve, I think about everything in like a positive mindset. Like shit could be worse. Yeah. Feel me? If you look at my life, shit could be so much worse. But like I was, I was sleeping on the floor, sleeping on couches, all type of shit. Like, I'm good. I got my own crib. Mm-hmm. Then car. I ride you. Yeah. Still making music. I'm just turned 21. <laughs> Where do you think you got that positive mindset from? Um, probably from my mama. Because mm. my mama, even though she don't know it, it was certain times, you know, I would see her, her break down mm. and then go cook dinner with a smile on, on, on the face. You know what I'm It was just like, if Shawty know how to fight through all this bullshit, it's nothing for me to fight through. Yeah. Because I got it better than, nine, nine, than 90% of 21 year olds in the world. Yeah, last question. Well, good. Talk to me. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for inspiring the youth to be, be themselves. You know, think about what's most important. Having your motherfucking priorities, you know, in the right order. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You, yeah. you over here, it's like, it's, it's certain people. Drugs are not for everybody. Period. Mm-hmm. Those are not for everybody. So, if you got this to handle, this to handle, and this to handle, you trying to be, be high all, all, all day, like, your priorities are not in order because it's going to be another day that push back what the fuck you need to do. Feel mm-hmm. me? So, it's like, just have your priorities in order. Have, like, know that those that care for you, those people that, that really depend on you in life, you you got something to lose, you feel me? Mm. You know, like, them folks that, that hey, I know real motherfuckers that have nothing to lose. You feel me, motherfuckers mm. killing niggas for a hundred hours. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, real niggas that ain't got nothing to lose, so. It's like, motherfuckers thinking about depression, thinking about killing themselves, looking around in your life and ask yourself, could it be worse? Mm. Pretty, pretty much, you know. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah. really, really true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.